Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. We don't always swear, but when we do, it's on podcasts. Please listen responsibly. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Good. And today we're reading Chapter 6 of The Will of the Empress. So grab a cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's be parasitic. Chapter 6 is a continuation of Chapter 5. So Briar and Berenine go off to explore the greenhouses. While that is going on, all of the other nobility are just like hanging out. And it's, it's kind of their job to just sit around and do nothing and just be at her like beck and call she basically like invents jobs for them to do and pays them so that they can just live with her year round and then party all day and party all night expect them to be her and then expect them to be there the whole time and then complain when their work is not done because her work is always done we also meet shan per shan Ferroth. so basically while sandry is busy trying to get away from finn and jack she meets shan who's what the second son he's been given a job at a salary so that he can just live with the empress and be at her everyone another pet but to be fair on some level it could be nice here's a job that doesn't require a lot of doing and you're just always here and i'll pay you to sit around and look beautiful sandry likes shan more than she likes finn and jack let's just put that for sure and Shan kind of makes jokes about, oh, well, I'm trying to win you over while they're not looking. He's and even housebroke. Yeah, he's even housebroke, yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, 
Daja is chatting it up with Rizu. No, she's sitting in the circle, as a, in the dead center of the circle of pretty girls, and they're gossiping. Well, Rizu is playing with her hand. Exactly. Mm. Flirtations. Daja and Rizu are interacting in a suggestive manner. Briar is hanging out with Baronine. They go to these various greenhouses. I think one of the bits of dialogue that happens when all the nobles are talking is the guys are all jealous that Briar is, that Baronine is taking Briar to the greenhouses because none of them ever get to go there. And Rizu's like, some of us can go there because some of us yeah. aren't clumsy ass motherfuckers, which is kind of restated with Briar and Baronine, where she's like, people broke pots last time. And I said, out. Yes. So she walks him through a variety of gardens and greenhouses. And like, as soon as he, of course, as soon as he walks into a greenhouse, all the plants are like, ooh. And he's like, stop, Mm -hmm. stop. You're going to make her jealous of me. He goes through and he touches all of the plants and he gives them all of his love. And he kind of explains how, you know, he has a different relationship with plants than most people. They talk some about greenhouses and how, like, Rosethorn and Crane's battles over greenhouses. And then she takes him to her, like, most prized greenhouse. The first half of which is full of shack ants. Briar is, I don't know, like a loving grandparent or something. He basically completely loses himself and just goes... And literally, like, touches and talks to every single tree in this half of the greenhouse. He, by the time he is done, he looks up and she is gone. And he's like, oh, fuck. I just did a major faux pas. And then he realizes that she's just in the other side of the greenhouse. So he goes to the other side of the greenhouse. And the other side of the greenhouse is orchids, which are her, like, most prized possessions. So she loves the shack ants, but she really loves the orchids. And Briar's like, eh orchids are parasites and she's like yeah just just like all of my courtiers tris is in the library it was stuffy in the library so she opens the window to let some air in and when she opens the window she smells lightning and she's like but it smells wet so that must mean it's on the lake so she wants to go see it because cats told her about the storms and they're amazing to see apparently so she's on her way to go see it and, and that's she runs into Lady Hammer. Yeah. And she tells Lady Hammer, yeah, there's a storm coming and I'm going to go see it. And Lady Hammer's like, uh, I don't think so. Like, I haven't predicted one. And she's like, well, let's just go see. And so they do. And sure enough, there's a storm. And there are fishing fleets out in this storm. Lady Hammer starts doing some magic magic to try and do what she can to rescue the f- fishing fleets. And it's not enough. So Triss is like, I got this. And she starts loosing the braids. Yeah. Basically sends out enough wind to like slow the storm long enough to send a second wind to blow the fishing fleets to shore. And then sucks some of that wind back up into her hair and promptly collapses. I think that's about the end. Uh, the, the courtiers are showing up at this point. They showed up when uh, Lady Hammer extended the screen to like show what's going on. Yeah, because Cortez and Baronine were there. They were getting whipped up when Triss sent out her first win. I had forgotten that Lady Hammer has like this magic thing where they can 
basically like zoom in on what's going on so they can see the the fishing fleets up close. She does this in front of all the courtiers. Everybody reacts the way they do and she collapses and Briar helps her up and she's like, uh, I'm hungry. And that's sort of where the chapter ends. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. So, uh, Goodwin, do you want to tell us all about Chekhov's greenhouse? Oh my god, yeah. I didn't even think about it until just now. So clearly the greenhouses are here. They're huge. Lots of plants. We already saw what Briar can do with like pouches of seeds and plants, right? I have an inkling that the greenhouse will be used at some point. I don't have anything to base that on other than the fact that it exists and it's huge and he's already been in there. And the plants already are like, hey, you're kind of cool. We can, you know, you're a green mage. We can tell. I raised my eyebrows at you, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As is tradition here. I like Sandry's, uh, I guess, description of how everyone's handshakes when they like shook her hand were like trying to make a romance out of hand clasp. That sounds gross, frankly. I feel like it's a nice companion to what we saw in the previous chapter with Briar and how all the guys are shaking his hand like to test him yeah. pushing their magic too long I feel because I've had guys do that to me before too where they go to shake your hand but then they just hold your hand for even longer like to like go of me it's called a handshake not a hand hold exactly <laughs> it's just like kind of gross and clearly Sandra is not about it I really 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 liked the uh job description for shan all he has to do is like inspect the hunting gear with the animals scout out places flirt with girls distract their mothers and friends for his friends and make her imperial majesty laugh it's like that that's kind of a sweet gig not gonna lie man i'd be fine with that pretty chill but i guess that's you know like you said, it's the the life of a younger son at the Empress's personal court. Shan, once again, talking to Sandrine, saying that uh, she's not very good at playing the empty-headed noble. It's like, he knows that she knows mm-hmm. more than she's letting on. Yep. To be fair, I don't think she likes playing the empty-headed noble. She'd rather just be straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, Let's she... skip all the dancing and just get to the point. I don't want to marry anybody. I'm here to take care of my lands. Peace. They said the name of the book in chapter six. That's how you know it's getting real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The will of the Empress is not easily ignored. Again, I think we can be pretty sure it's not someone named Will that belongs to the Empress at this point. Yeah, no, probably not. (gasps) But wouldn't that have been amazing? It was like there was a person named Will and they just keep talking about like, yes, the will of the empress is not to be ignored and there's just like a dude who's really creepy yes <laughs> yes really fucking annoying <laughs> oh that would be amazing listen oh t- tammy tammy could have subverted expectation <laughs> we we need this fan fiction being imperial inspires a great deal of passion money inspires more passion still people people like money 
and power and marrying yeah. marrying to try to get some of that. Yeah. Can't can't blame him for trying, I guess. Shan's just easygoing. I, I like Shan. He's kind of cool. I like I him know. too, but I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't know how much of a plant he is. A lot of people that I've liked in these in this series so far have been very good. So or they die. Or they or they die, yeah. So he's either bad or he's gonna die. He's just easygoing and he's like, you know, he's he's kind of funny. He's just like he's a lot better at flirting than the other two. Yeah, he's more subtle about it. Like he he Mm -hmm. says it, but it's in a joking way, but he's still saying it. Yeah. he literally says, well, I want if I can win you over, then, you know, I get the brownie points. Uh, but he yeah. says it in a way that makes him sound less serious, even though yeah. he's probably is. just as serious. I, I feel like he's being very honest with her. Like, hey, I wouldn't say no, but also be aware of what's happening. Like, yeah. Watch out. I've been reading a lot into this chapter. I don't know why, but like, I, I don't know if I'm picking a pants or just talking at my ass at this point. But um, Rizu talks about how the passes freeze during the winter, so like it's hard to travel through the mountains and all that to get back to Anilon. I wonder if that will be a plot point later on. Like, the Empress trying to keep them there until it freezes, so then they're stuck there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Why? something along those lines was mentioned in Cold Fire as well. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit of a plot point in Cold Fire because the pass wasn't frozen when they thought it would be, and thus Ben mm-hmm. came back earlier. I shouldn't take this one, but I, I do want Brittany's input on it. Uh, when Briar says, talking about the plants kind of, you know, reaching for them. Only mm-hmm. until they get used to me being around, replied Briar. They're like kids, children. Yeah. I marked it that... as a dislike. <laughs> it's like, no, not again. Stop it. Once again. Well, you know, this book is considerably thicker than the last ones. So she had to put it in more than once. Yeah, because um, we already had our one. Like, we, we don't need it again, Tammy. Come on. Either that, I will say she, or this book was ghostwritten, and they're uh, trying to prove that they're Tammy, but they went too far. They overdid it. They did. Rizu flirting with Daja, and Daja's into it, which is fine, but it's like Empress Baronine did a very good job at like kind of figuring out what each member in the circle would be kind of into. Like, Either Shane or Rizu are bad. N- not one of them are bad. One of them has to be bad. They can't both be good. So reasons laying it on thick, you know. I agree, and which makes me very sad for Dodge because the poor girl can't catch a break. Every person that she talks to is like horrible. She just attracts bad people, I guess. Also, bisexual representation from the Empress. Yeah, I'm here for it. (laughs) To all my uh, bi friends out there, there there is representation, at least a little bit. I wonder if like the Empress possibly expects people to be flirtatious because she is. Possibly. It's a requirement. <laughs> my last one is right at the end, where Briar looks at Triss, winks at her, and he's like, I got you. I got you covered. Uh, and he says, Your Imperial Majesty. 
Why don't we go back to those refreshments? She'll be fine when she got some food in her. I love that it's Briar, and of course it's Briar. And I love that this reflects the scene from Triss's book, where she's up on the wall and she almost passes out, and then like he's got her arm around him and and he's like helping her down off the wall and he's like, come on, let's just like get you to like a chair and you can just rest your old weary bones. I love that we have this echo here. Um, yeah. It's it's all non-verbal. And to me, it's just further proof that like they are at heart still the same people. Yeah. Like they're telling themselves and each other, oh no, we've changed. We haven't really changed that much. Because when when push comes to shove, he is right there for her. Yeah. The same way he was when they were 10. Yeah. And, and Dodge says pretty much the same about Sandry, too. That she's not, you know, wowed by all the, you know, compliments. But... She's as beautiful and as treacherous as the Sith. And at least the Sith is limited to just the winner. Yeah. I love that. Just the back and forth between Sandry and Shan. Like, the first time I read through this, I was just like, ah, finally, some good fucking content. (laughs) (laughs) Molly has read my essay about how much I dislike the other two. They have personalities of wet bags. I don't really much care for them. I agree. Like, I I think that comes from this whole culture of well i'm gonna make you a semi-fake position you're gonna come live here and just do whatever i tell you to do and look pretty Mm -hmm. and so like literally their job is to lay around and look pretty and be wherever the empress wants them to be at all times Mm -hmm. and that's all they know how to do so they don't know how to have a personality yeah it's it's like the hot the hot kids from high school who had to coast off their looks and now don't know how to yeah have a conversation or have a personality yeah god uh, i'm glad i was ugly same <laughs> same mocking same sandry's side i think i'd prefer to marry one of the bears yeah i love I that line that, too. that that whole uh imagery of that whole uh, interaction is just phenomenal like we talked a lot about how Briar's like knock it fuck off guys quit mm-hmm. but can we talk about how the plants were do you want to fuck this bitch up we'll fuck this yeah. bitch up I ain't fucking scared and he's like this is the bitch that feeds you and waters you and trims you when need be and they're like I don't care we'll fucking throw <laughs> hands right here right now let's go Can I read that paragraph? Yes. They reached out with leaves like hands, wanting his touch and his influence. Sorry, he told the empress, thinking to the plants, stop that before you get me in trouble. The plants began to bristle, turning sharp edges outward and stretching out thorns if they had them. If anyone tries to trouble you, they will soon learn you have friends. Their quivering stems seem to say, they will learn the world can be filled with green enemies. And we have seen this. Yes. But yes, I love how quickly the plants are ready to throw thorns for Briar. Yes. Yeah. Fucking go. She's our mom, but we will kill her for you. Yeah. In the same vein, it, and I think we get the same description in Street Magic also. Like the plants turn to him as if he is the sun. 
Yep. Yeah. Related is actually the conversation that he has about Rose Thorn. They can't not touch her when she's by. She's like the sun, except the moss and funguses would stay clear of her, but they don't. I love that so much. Just kind of the interaction from Isabel and Tris walking up to the uh, the bridge. Just that little bit of like back and forth is... I love that so much. Isabel's, I spoke out of foolish national pride. She's like, yep, yeah, nope, no storms. Or, or may just say that there's no storms. And then it's like, ah, I fucked up. There's obviously like, a storm. I do like the fact that she is much more chill about like being able to back down from like, oh, I was wrong, yeah. than say Yaren or even yeah. the Mimander in the earlier chapter. Triss has had so many interactions with mages who are very good mages who are so intimidated by her that they like have to puff themselves up and continue to say no I'm right even when they're clearly not here's this lady who is comfortable enough in her magic that she doesn't have to do that and instead of like causing a fuss she's just okay there's a fishing fleet out there let's fucking take care of it so yeah let, let me just do my goddamn job now and like that's that's one of the reasons I really like Lady Hammer is just a character. Because we see that repeatedly. The idea of bending instead of breaking. Which is probably how she's made it so far. Exactly. The uh, the scrying glass that she just fucking makes. And I think Triss was even impressed by that. Yeah. She's like, shit, I need me one of those. And then Goodwin took the other one. Okay, so my first one is Shan basically talking about how much the other guys suck because he's like, as soon as uh, the Imperial Majesty sets her voice to courting you and then the moment that she walks away, they're like, oh, they start sulking and start ignoring the person that they're supposed to be like courting. I wouldn't want to be around someone that is pretending to flirt with me and then like, oh, that person's not around anymore. Oh, I'm going to just think about that person now. They're, they're not doing a very good job of courting her at all. Very fuckboy energy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not only is Shan well-trained and housebroken, he's not so handsome that all the other wives will fling themselves at him. <laughs> he's downplaying his looks, too, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Such an such an honest boy. I trust him. I don't know. Uh, I want to trust him. I do, but I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I've trusted too many people so far, and they've all been bad. So can't no. trust nobody. I can't trust none of them. When Briar calls Rose Thorn old fashioned because she doesn't like going into the greenhouses. Funny when. The ladies are talking about how that other that one guy sucks because he's getting jealous about everything. Uh, like Briars with the Empress, and they're like, "Oh, are you gonna get jealous of the bathtub? Are you gonna get jealous of this? Are you gonna get jealous of that?" The sun and the moon. <laughs> anything that touches her, are you going to get jealous of? 
Like he's gonna go attack the tub. <laughs> so I'm just having a visual image of this man running into a bathroom and just like trying to like stab a bathtub. It's so stupid. My next one is also with the same conversation. Jack points that out. Uh, he'd better mind his manners with her. Sandra and Dodge smile at each other and like nobody makes Briar mind his manners, but Rose Thorne. Which is true, but they also know that he's not stupid. He's not going to offend the Empress because he knows better than to do that. Which he thinks he does, but he didn't. I also like the fact that the Empress keeps men from having control over her. Like they don't even know who the father of her children are um, because she doesn't want any man to have any control over her (laughs) at all because it's hard for a woman to have power. So I thought that was really cool. The mention of Kath, I loved it. It's like, oh, she talked to Kath. So cute. Goodwin already mentioned one of these, one of the uh, the will of the Empress cannot be ignored or whatever. But also we have Sandri to Daja. Daja, Shan says, it's the Empress will. I marry one of those young men who hovered around me in the Hall of Roses. And... We have Briar thinking about how Sandry has a will of steel. Mm. I highlighted the one in the conversation and did not highlight the one Briar because it's not specifically talking about the Wimpersley will. Right. In that case, he's talking about Sandry, but they are related. And as we've seen so far, like this story is very much about their two wills butting heads. Yes. Like, nope, I will do this. And Varanine's like, nope, you will do this. And this is probably going to be the whole book. It's going to be a little bit like that last chapter of Magic Steps, except instead of a page or two, a whole stinking book. Goodwin can't wait. I love the intrigue. Give it, give me the intrigue. Jack is referred to as, quote, swarthy. And I'm not sure how I feel about this. Just, I always think of pirates when I hear swarthy. Is that so? Technically, it means dark, and mm. in a lot of places in the past, it's been used specifically to describe like villains. In the Fellowship of the Ring, there's this one dude in like Bree who sells out the hobbitses, and that's how they almost get killed. That person, the person who sells them out, is specifically described as swarthy. I, it can be an issue in literary circles of just the fact that it's frequently used to describe bad people and it specifically means dark. So, yeah. Sandry says, I dislike passion and I was much too young for it at Winding Circle. I think I mentioned previously that, like, somewhere Pierce had said that Sandry's asexual and I just, like, this feels like accurate to that. And then all of this talk about, like, Sandry getting married and and her annoyance at it echoes the very first chapter of this whole freaking series. Yeah. I don't know if Brittany remembers this, but this is one of the things that she brought up in the very first chapter of Sandry's book about how Sandry is like, I'm just some stupid noble girl who's good for nothing but to get married and have babies. And she's 18 and that's still there and she fortunately now knows that's not true but nobody else has figured it out yet Uh, I love the whole conversation that Briar and Berenine have about parasites 
and he's like orchids they're parasites and she's like like courtiers and then I also like how he talks to the plants and he's like no no I don't really think you're parasites and she's like I don't understand why you talk to them like I like them because they're silent <laughs> the, the whole conversation in the greenhouse and all of the like layers of meaning that are in that there's a line from the song that it makes me think of get down by a site corp um and the line is if you can't be pretty at least be silent and that's what it makes me think of every single time baronine would prefer that you're both yes yes talking about rosethorn she growls how plants are supposed to have their own season then surrounds herself with potted plants all winter long which kind of reminds me of the conversation that crane has with her in briar's book about how like for the tropical plants living in the greenhouse is normal they have no notion that they're anywhere away from their home it speaks to like how different plants are different and they have different growing seasons and so some are probably more suited to life in a greenhouse than others sandry talking to the uh the courtiers is this a northern thing you come out on a tray to bake you come out to bake like buns on a tray and I just like love the sunbathing and I guess on some level I like that here it's a northern thing but like in the U.S. we think of this is like Florida right so it's not a northern yeah. thing here and I love that description you come out to bake like buns on a tray I love also when they talk about how the empress has the different halls and it's like oh yes the hall of roses is for like the fun play times and then this other one is for the serious shit. And this other one is for the really, really formal stuff. And this other one is for the very private things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, so you know what's happening based on where it is. And I kind of like that, but also at the same time, holy shit, you're so fucking extravagant. Get over yourself. <laughs> oh, five fucking ballrooms. Jesus. Right. Rizu was curiously tracing the outline of the metal on the back of Daja's hand. It made her shiver. Naughty, I just, I love the flirting. It seems that D- Sandry does like a bit of flattery, whatever she might say. But don't we all like just a little bit of flattery? I mean, I think that's a little cool. bit. Just Triss talking to Ishabal Lady Hammer. Our weather mages predict no storms for today. Are they always right? It made me think of meteorologists. Yeah, yeah. And I actually like that because I don't remember which book, but it came up in a different book where it was like the weather mages tell about the weather. And and it was either a comment about the weather mages said this, but they're not always right. Or somebody had actually talked about them the way we talk about meteorologists. Yeah, well, you know, weather mages. Yeah. They say it's going to rain and that means it's definitely not going to rain. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the follow up. No weather mage is always right. With normal weather that's untampered with? Suit yourself. I'll have these refreshments of yours once I've had a look at the sick. Like, I feel like she's thinking that too. Well, I'm always right about weather. Yeah. Because I'm the avatar. Yes, that she is. Tris could no longer simply let the open air pour over her at will. Though sometimes she risked headaches and bewilderment in the open wind just because she missed it so much i don't even know like exactly why i highlighted that or what my follow-up with that is on some level it makes me think of a conversation i had with my brother a while back about 
how when you study something really, really in depth, it changes your relationship with it. She has developed her ability to scry on the wind to such a degree that it has changed her relationship with the wind. That's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Like it has its pros and cons both. I think about the way that I study language and how like I can pick apart little itty bitty language things. I can pick apart like pieces of literature and that means that sometimes I can't just sit and like watch a movie for pure enjoyment. The god Sethuthin is a notorious trickster with a nasty habit of hurling storms at us with no warning to our mages. I like the consistency because we basically saw the same thing in Cold Fire. Triss uses the phrase Prathmoon bless it. So I also like the return of like she picked up this phrase in Tharios. I've got kind of Maybe I'm overthinking it, but kind of conflicting feelings about that. It kind of sounds like a Yeah, I I feel the same way. Very not politically correct. Nothing about Triss is politically correct. (laughs) She can't be right about everything all the time, right? I love this whole conversation about her vision. If you may correct your vision as you like, why do you wear spectacles? Because I like them. And because I have better things to do with my magic than fix my vision when ordinary glass will do. On some level, she's learned her lesson from Daja's book of like, use magic for actual useful things and not bullshit reasons. This also reminds me of accents. In one of my ESL classes, we learned about how some people who learn English as a second language purposely retain their accents. They don't want to develop a native accent or use a native accent because their their accent from their first language is part of their identity. Are you going to do something, Vimace Lady Hammer? Said Triss, mindful of her manners, now that she had company. She's just so polite. I feel like the kids have done a pretty bang-up job of trying to keep appearances up. Briar remembering to say, your imperial majesty or highness or whatever in the greenhouse and, and here. Yeah. Um, trying you know just trying to stay professional i guess this description of tris when she's calling back the wind that she sent out to stop the storm she like sends like this bit of hurricane and then she's like winding it up like a ball of yarn it specifically describes this as a skill she drew from part of sandry's magic still mingled with hers so i just like that this this comes back and we get to see a little bit more of how how the, the meshing of their magics has changed them. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? The theme that I found this time was warnings. Warnings. Hmm. Uh, Shan, warning Sandry that Empress Baronine has a strong will and does not take no for an answer. And also that Briar may be in danger from uh, Baronine's courtiers because of her special interest in Briar. They, they will not take kindly to that, and they may just try to get rid of them by accident. I feel like the Empress also now has an idea of how plants can react when someone they consider their friends in danger. Just like, oh shit, plants could actually square up and try to fight against people if they really wanted to. So I'm sure that's not something she took into account in the past. Um, Probably not. Probably not. And exactly mine. I stole it again. Good job. Two for two. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. If you continue this much longer, you'll be stealing Indy's position as Briar. <laughs> no way, no way. And kind of an example of like keep playing it kind of close to the heart, like not warning people is uh, I think it was it was Briar and Daja not talking about just how strong old Sandra is, like. They're just going to have to kind of find out for themselves. Yeah. yeah. I personally think like that's the better move. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's not necessarily their place to say that, but, you know, they, they're going to find out. Sam's oh, yeah. going to let them know. There's also kind of this element uh, that we've seen right from the beginning of them kind of 
trying to hold back in Namorn. They didn't plan to tell anybody they were mages. So they're, they're very much trying to appear as powerless as possible because it, it gives them more cards. They have more of an idea what's going on because they already know, they know that Baronine's already got files on them. The less they give away directly, the better. There's no reason to put it all out on the table all at once. And that includes the fact that if you don't let Sandry go where she wants you to, she will unravel your clothes and wrap them all around you until you are a little cocoon. Yes. And uh, you stole you stole Indy's. You have anything to add, Indy? There is a lot of hey, I know this person. This is kind of how it's going to go down. Just be mindful. We oh. see that across the whole chapter. Mine is very related, or maybe it's the same thing. I just picked a quote to represent it instead. And the quote <laughs> is, that's the mistake, this is Baronine speaking, that's the mistake with gardening. One mistake will do more than just teach you, it can wipe you out. And I just feel like this, is, this concept of one mistake can do more than teach you is really coming up in this chapter. Because we've seen that, like, Baronine is not anybody to mess with. The guy who tried to kidnap her made one mistake, and now he is nothing but a greasy spot. But I'm sure that we all know if Baronine makes the wrong mistake, Briar and his green friends will uh, not take kindly to it, nor will any of Briar's sisters or uh, their friends. The, they'll, uh, <clears throat> the plants will do to the Empress like they did to the mute. Yeah. When- I'm sure that they would happily do that if Briar asked them to. Uh, yes. Well, I'm going to pull an indie, I guess. And Let's go. Mine is like the forming of new relationships, I guess. So Shan is introduced in this chapter. I feel like, uh, yeah, in the previous chapter, Briar did get dragged off with Baronine, but I feel like this is the actual interaction um, with Baronine. So this is a new relationship that's forming as well, too. Them talking, having an actual genuine uh, conversation about uh, plants and such. So a new friendship is forming there, new relationship, rather. Um, And then Dodge interacting with Rizu, is that her name? Anyway, a new relationship there. We'll see if these relationships turn out to be good or not. And also Triss and Lady Hammer. And Triss and Lady mm-hmm. Hammer, yes. Mm-hmm. And so. similarly, like how you said with Briar and Barony, like they've met Lady Hammer, but they haven't really interacted with like her. Interacted with her, yeah. So, so new relationships forming. We'll see if they're good or not. I, I don't think all of them will be good, but we'll see. Part three of the our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Well, Molly, you stole my quote. <laughs> everybody's stealing everything from Indy today. Apparently. One mistake will do more than just teach you. It can wipe you out. I am all about growth. I am all about trying things that you don't know or know how to do. And 
This is how you find out new things about yourself and what you like and what you dislike. But be fucking smart about it. Don't just go parachuting without like reading any information on it. You will die. You 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 have to be prepared and you have to look at the danger aspects of it and be able to like assess when is a good time to do this um i know that in this context it's talking about mites but like for real you don't know when something as small as say mites is going to bleed over into the rest of your life especially if you're not prepared and you have no idea what you're looking at be mindful be prepared Oh no, what I would to do send. I wrote be yourself, which is also a Disney reference because every time I say be yourself, I think of Aladdin. And he says, be yourself. <laughs> yep. I was thinking of B movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, Robert Williams beats Jerry Seinfeld any day. Yeah. Yeah. Hard yes. Are we surprised at all that this is coming from me? Because I described the last chapter as high school bullshit and I've already described this as mean girls and the way I dealt with high school bullshit and mean girls is I was like fuck you all I'm just gonna wear tie-dye t-shirts and mismatched tennis shoes and you can go to hell. I like that Tris is like I'm gonna go hang out in the library and then she sees a storm and she's like "Mm, I'm gonna handle this because somebody needs to and she's not she doesn't really take any shit from anybody she's like I'm pretty sure there's a storm. I'm going to double check. And if I'm wrong, great. And if I'm right, I'm going to handle it if something needs to be handled. The fact that Briar loses himself in the trees. Um, and the fact that Daja and Rizu are flirting and they're freaking adorable. And and Get even me. just like all the, the courtiers like just joking around with one another. So yeah, I, I think it's important to like not lose yourself because then you turn into Jack and Finn and you have no personality. I feel like mine is probably going to sound really terrible, but uh, it's my magic, so I'm going with it. (laughs) So mine is from the quote, I'm a person with skills and friends and worth of my own beyond my fortune and lands and money beyond being an heiress. So obviously she's talking about being an heiress, but I feel sometimes I get just seen as a mother a lot of times and not seen as a person. I am a person outside of just being a mom. And don't get me wrong, I love my kids. I love them dearly. But sometimes I want to talk about other things than just like my kids. I feel like a lot of people just see me as a mom. I've just produced people. I I don't contribute anything else in the world other than the children that I have. So I have to remind myself that sometimes, hey, you're, you're a person other than your kids. So Don't worry, Brittany. We know you're a gamer first and a mother second. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So mine came from the quote on uh, between the Empress and Briar. The problem with nobles is that they never have enough. They always want more. They would get into mischief without my eye on them. And some of that mischief would be directed at me. I would rather keep them in my palatial hothouse where I can prune them quickly if they show signs of plotting. Very much a. Uh, Keep your friends close and your enemies closer, kind of deal, I feel. 
I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, like as a personal magic, but it at least in business, it's like not a bad idea to have the competition scoped out, but also just like have some sort of rapport. Because in my business, you're going to end up working with your competition a lot and you're better off trying to make it work with them instead of trying to fight against them every time. There are certain deals where you can make concessions or something for for a client. But even if you don't like an agent, you can't go and start like trying to make stuff harder for them because that makes stuff harder for you in the future too. You're better off trying to keep a close, maybe not personal relationship, but at least be able and willing to communicate with them, even if you're not their biggest fan. It's just a reminder to kind of try to keep communication lines open, even if it's with someone that you're not personally a fan of. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter seven of The Will of the Empress. Are all of my cousin's troops so very attentive to their duties? Sandry asked Shan when they were out of earshot. She likes to keep them sharp, so she rotates in some of the frontier units every three months or so, he explained. They still have their edge from fending off border raids and the odd rebellion. And they get easier duty, so they're grateful. Kidnap attempts aren't unheard of, so it's nice to know the gatekeepers are on their toes. Kidnapping? Asked Daja, obviously skeptical. In the palace? Near the palace. It's a West Namorn tradition, in a way, explained Shan. See, the custom is a lean, wild-eyed white man dressed in a ragged green robe over even more ragged clothes lunged in front of them, almost under the feet of Sandry's horse. She drew up hard to save from a kicking, while Shan dragged his infuriated stallion's head away from the man's outstretched arms. Game pieces, game pieces, the stranger cried, grabbing the bridle of Sandry's mount. See the pretty game pieces, the ladies and the mages, two in one, a nice long game of capture the pieces. He had bright, dark eyes and dark, wiry hair that looked as if it had been cut with a cleaver. Who will play the game and who will keep the lady trophy? You, Huntmaster, a pretty heiress for your mantelpiece. Best two out of three. Best man wins. So many games to play. Daja couldn't believe her eyes. Wait, she called as Shan dismounted. From the look on the nobleman's face, she didn't think he meant to send the scarecrow along with a coin and a good word. It's all right. It is not, barked Shan. He mocks a member of the imperial family. No, Daja said impatiently. I'm pretty sure I know him and he's just addled. She guided her horse around Sandry until she had a clear look at the man. Do I look like a game piece to you? She demanded. Take a good look. I was dressed a little differently the last time we met. The man stared up at her, wide-eyed, then covered his gaping mouth with bony hands. Daja sighed. Traitor guide me, it's him. The last time I saw him, I was just about to walk into a burning building, and he just helped me get a clutch of crazy people out of it. Is that the robe I gave you? She asked him. He nodded, hands still covering his mouth. Daja looked at the rest of their group. Go on, I'll look after my friend here. You know this man? Demanded Shan, startled. Daja smiled, though she hadn't taken her eyes from her crazy helper. We met when I lived in Kugisko, she replied. We did rescue work together in a big fire. She looked at the others. They still remained motionless, staring at her. 
We'll be along. Shoo, you're frightening him. Not as bad as he frightened us, grumbled Briar. Sandry looked at Shan and nodded. With a grimace, the nobleman swung back into his saddle and rode with her, Briar, and Triss on down, on down High Street. All around them, the foot traffic that had come to a halt resumed, though they kept well away from Daja and her new companion. Daja swung out of the saddle and waited until her friends were out of earshot, holding her mount's reins in her metal-plated hand. Sandry is the Empress's cousin, she told her companion softly as the others could no longer, when the others could no longer hear. You're lucky that Shan didn't cut you in two with his sword. I know she's the cousin, but she's a game piece. You're all game pieces, and the great lady thinks she knows the rules to play with you. She doesn't. She doesn't at all. And I went to see you in Kugisko, but the servant said, made me leave because you were ill. He spoke quickly, but his voice was crisp and his eyes were clear and direct. I don't understand what exactly he's trying to say, but I know a genuine warning when I hear it, she thought. She looked over him. He's ragged and dirty, but his nails aren't bitten down, and he's only trembling a little. They never did tell me your name, she remarked. Shagors. I had a last name once, but my family doesn't like me to use it. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. I raise my eyebrows at you, sir. Uh. <laughs> That's like my favorite phrase. And uh, once, It's literally once... my least favorite phrase. <laughs> I, I love to use it. Wait, which is worse? I raise my eyebrows at you or kid? It means children. Uh, they're both terrible. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.